On the record on News Talk. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. Let's go back to Ukraine and talk about what is going on there. Um, I did introduce um, just before the break uh, James Elder, um, who is a global spokesperson for Ukraine. Uh, James, I understand you're actually in Ukraine uh, as a spokesperson for for UNICEF. So very much appreciate you taking the time. And I know that your your availability is patchy. So I very much do appreciate it. Just bring us up to speed with the the state of play as it is regarding the humanitarian crisis that's unfolding there. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, All the time you need. Uh, Look, it, it, it deteriorates. It's hard to keep saying that. It's it's harrowing. Uh, we know children have been killed. We know as the bombardments continue, that will continue to happen. There are cities, your viewers will have heard, in the south and the capital, Kiev, that have just been under relentless, uh, relentless attacks, families spending night after night in bunkers. The families I see here on the west have travelled for days and days. They're exhausted. They're traumatised. They leave loved ones behind. So right now we focus on getting people out, but very much on those families and elderly who are, who are trapped in a conflict zone. Um, talk to me about how you even go about trying to get aid into the country, because there's obviously a lot of the country which appears to be very unsafe. We had yesterday the establishment of humanitarian green corridors, which don't appear to have been fully upheld at the first attempt. So whatever about the challenge of trying to assist people getting out of the country, there are those who are stuck where they are and need to get help into the country. How difficult is that? Yeah, absolutely spot on. And, and you know, UNICEF is, we've got people on the ground across in Poland and neighbouring Poland, Romania, neighbouring countries, but, and the numbers of people leaving, it's now the fastest exodus of people in a refugee crisis since World War II. But yeah, as you rightly point out, the focus has to be on those people who are trapped. So look, UNICEF, we've, we have people who were on both sides of that conflict line. Yesterday, today, we brought in about 60 tonnes in, in a convoy that I saw come in from Poland. This is emergency medical supplies. This is surgical kits, resuscitation kits, horrendous things you don't want to read about that are so important, like tongue compressors. I've spoken to these pediatricians, you know, they're heroic, the hours they're working, they're getting ready to, you know, be working in conflict style conditions and dealing with mass casualties of kids. They need this equipment. We will just, UNICEF, we'll get that in convoys across to hospitals uh, in different parts of the country. But we have to be honest, this is triage. As long as this bombardment continues, there's no way. UNICEF or the immense volunteers who just just inspire every moment in Ukraine are able to do everything that needs to be done for those people who right now are, you know, freezing and and hiding. Um, Is there a danger as well, James, that there are some parts of the country, at least which are at present, I know nowhere is truly untouched, but in the sense that they're they're not under any kind of um, military offensive right now and that if Russia continues on its campaign and we understand Vladimir Putin told Emmanuel Macron he he won't stop until he's got uh, control of the entire Ukrainian territory, that not only will obviously the demands of those that you're currently catering to increase, but that you'll just have more and more people in a very large and very populous country needing more help. No doubt. It's it's happening now. It was, you know, I, I've been here for just over a week and within days we'd had a couple of hundred thousand people fleeing the country and then staggeringly we hit a million in, 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 a, in a week, half a million children. Every number you hear is half a million. 
and now it's 1.5 million people. I think half of those children. The numbers, of course, can be can be mind-numbing. But yesterday, so yo, so yes, short answer. The need will continue to to escalate as long as the missiles keep keep coming. And but these numbers. I mean, yesterday at the border. I followed for a while an old woman, she's in her 80s, who's walking at pram with her granddaughter and she's come from Kiev days ago, trains of course, and there she is, old people with bags. And you, you know, you brought up to help old people who are carrying bags for long distances, but how, how far do you walk with them? There's another 30 just behind you. You know, people say, oh, but the children are so stoic, they're not crying. Children aren't crying because they're traumatized. So you don't have to turn far to see another one of these human stories of these lives turned absolutely upside down that somehow fit into the millions that that, that we talk of um God, it's extraordinary to think the children are even beyond the idea of of crying over this that that's a a pretty horrifying um anecdote to, to hear back from it all um th- does this also mean then that your your own personnel on the ground those who've been assisting people trying to get from a to b who are trying to help them just with the the literally the physical baggage of trying to get out of the country that that they themselves are also getting to something of a breaking point or that they're stretched to a, a point they can't sustain yeah it's a good question i i think no it's it's quite amazing watching colleagues and it is it is that you know 18 hour day genuinely is but people know that they many of our colleagues are ukrainians and they're inspired to do everything they can many of them are just you know long-term unicef staff and this is this is what they do you hope not to have these moments you'd like to be working on you know big development and vaccination and education campaigns not in a conflict but when it comes this is it and then as i say you you meet a mother who's gone that extra mile for someone else or a grandmother cooking food for people on the side of the road or pediatricians working working around the clock and volunteering their time on the sides and and, and it inspires it lifts you again and you realize you know by by the lottery of birth many of us are so fortunate this is we, we are not living this in the same way they are so you double down and you know all you can do either throw your head hands in your head or double down and do more Mm. Um, just to bring people up to speed, by the way, the um, the UN High Commissioner for Refugees, th- their latest estimate for the number of people who have left Ukraine for other countries, and this is only people who have managed to get across the border, not those who are still waiting to do so, is around 1.37 million. Um, the junior minister at the Department of uh, Justice has just told uh, RTE, this is James Brown, that between 1,300 and 1,400 people from Ukraine have now arrived in Ireland. That's an increase of about 350 inside the last 24 hours or so. Um, how possible is it, James, or, or could you even take a, a rough estimate as to how many people out of a country of 44 million are going to ultimately end up needing to leave? Um, I, I don't know. I, I would be guesstimating, but no one, no one, no matter their expertise, no matter which side of the humanitarian, if they said humanitarian or security or polit- politics, no one saw the numbers that you've just spoken of. No one saw this being as dark as it is. Uh, and, and it's not abating. If anything, it's increasing. Um, yesterday, again, and what's increasing, what's improving as well is the ability of those incredible peoples at the borders of Ukraine and Poland and Romania to facilitate people's exit. That's only getting more efficient which is a dark way of saying many more people are fleeing. So I couldn't, but 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 pick a number in the millions and, and it'll potentially be a low estimate if, again, this conflict doesn't stop. Um, what does UNICEF need to try and deal with this on an, on an urgent basis? 
what we saw yesterday, these 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 trucks, this convoy, you know, was just exactly what we need. And it's, it comes, there's no magic pot of money for UNICEF. It comes because of, you know, people around the world, people in Ireland donating to UNICEF Ireland. This was, as I say, resuscitation kits, first aid kits, even, you know, recreation kits for kids, something to break, the, you know, the moment of the horror that they are witnessing. So any support um, that can come from the people in Ireland to, to UNICEF Ireland makes the world of difference. We These trucks that came in yesterday we'll have them every day as you said the need just doesn't stop so that kind of emergency support medical support water support trauma counseling it's endless it is what we do but unfortunately it does need funding james elder uh, unicef global spokesperson in ukraine uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us and bring us up to speed just on the humanitarian challenges you're facing we'll let you get back to it uh, very much appreciate your time this lunchtime 